Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. I thought I knew everything there was to know about essential oils. They have been an important part of my life ever since I lived in New Delhi, India, when I was four years old. My childhood there smelled like jasmine and frankincense, and I also remember the neem oil that was put on my skin to soothe it when I had a rash. Also today, I use essential oils all throughout the day, whether it's to enhance my mood by diffusing them into the air, whether it's for beauty by applying them to my skin, such as rose oil, or to help my immune system, for example, with oil of oregano. And until I came across Jody Cohen, I thought I was kind of an expert on all things essential oils. Well, not good. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Jody, thank you so much for your time and for being on the Superhumanized podcast today. I'm thrilled to have you as my guest. Oh my God, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, I have been intrigued by the power and the healing potential of essential oils for many years now. I've had really amazing personal experiences with them. And I'm really curious, how did your personal journey with essential oils start? Yeah, I think necessity is the mother of invention. I was at a rock bottom point where no uh, remedies were really helping. I My adrenals had kind of collapsed and I was running on fumes if, you know, it was a good day and trying to ingest all of the right supplements and food and wasn't really moving the needle. And a good friend uh, came over with a box of essential oils and said, you know, you've been so high stress, which means high cortisol for so long. And cortisol over a long period of time triggers systemic inflammation. I bet mm -hmm. your gut is so inflamed that nothing you're ingesting is actually helping. Try oils, you know, they can get in through the skin. Like we know that transdermal creams, hormonal creams, nicotine patches work or through the olfactory channel. So maybe that will help. And I thought, why not? You know, I, I'm, it's worth a try. And I knew that my adrenal glands were the organ that needed the most support. So I was pretty good at assessing supplements for other people. So I tried to assess the supplements for um, just healthy adrenal function and wound up getting five individual oils, which confused me momentarily because I usually would narrow it down to one or two remedies. And then it occurred to me, oh, wait, they're liquid. I can combine them. So I tested each individual oil for how many drops 
combined them, made my first blend for the adrenal glands, applied them over the adrenals on the low back, and felt like myself for the first time in weeks. How that that was an instant reaction. Um, pretty yeah. Wow. Yeah, I equate it to if you've ever, you know, gotten caught kind of in a rough ocean waters, you know, maybe you went out swimming and then the undertow prevents you from coming back to shore or the water seemed calm and suddenly the waves kicked up and you somehow couldn't quite get out of the water. And when you finally make it to land, you know, you're covered in sand, but you don't care. You take that first breath and you're like, oh, wow, I, you know, I'm going to be okay. Amazing. And what particular oil blend was that that you used back then? It's a combination of stimulatory oils like rosemary, thyme, cinnamon, manuka, and galbanum. And ah. I've just continued to refine that. Outstanding. Well, I definitely will be uh, getting that um, from your brand, Vibrant Blue Oils. I know you uh, put a high focus on just super high integrity ingredients. So this for me um, is is particularly interesting as an, you know, as an oil, but also I was really looking forward to speaking you with you because of the work you've done with regards to adrenal issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that these Uh, are connected with anxiety and panic attacks. I've talked about it in this podcast before. I have a lifelong history of anxiety and I have also experienced panic attacks in the past. And there are many people who are dealing with this. Um, yeah. And I, I know that you have uh, developed um, uh, modalities how to get out of a panic attack fast. What can you advise to people who are dealing with anxiety and especially with panic attacks. Yeah. So there are a couple areas of the brain that are kind of at play when your fear response takes over. And that's one reason as I started researching and learning more about oils, I realized, wow, you know, most remedies can't cross the blood brain barrier, which mm -hmm. is kind of the security system of the brain. That's why you can't do chemotherapy in the brain because the molecules can't get through. But oils, because they're fat soluble and super small, can actually get through and help to balance these regions. So quickly, there, there are kind of three aspects of uh, areas of the brain that can trigger uh, the fear response and anxiety. One is your nervous system, the sympathetic fight or flight branch of your nervous system. Another is your endocrine system, your hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis. And the third is your amygdala, and they're oils that can support all three. So starting with your nervous system, your nervous system is really your operating system. It's called your autonomic nervous system, and it controls your automatic functions, your heart rate, your breathing, your digestion, your detoxification, your ability to turn on immune function and turn off inflammation. And because it's designed to keep you alive, it has different speeds just like a car. You can accelerate, which is what happens when there's danger present and your body gear shifts into that sympathetic fight or flight branch of the nervous system. And then there's also kind of the slowing down, rest, repair, and heal parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. The on-off switch between these two branches, the anxiety, sympathetic, and the calm parasympathetic is the longest nerve in your body that most people have never heard of. Mm -hmm. It's your vagus nerve. 
cranial nerve number 10. Super quick anatomy lesson. It starts at the back of the neck, connects the brain to the body, body to the brain. So it travels from the brain stem, splits, and uh, winds around both sides of the neck. It's most accessible if you just feel behind your ear, on your ear, you know, behind your earlobe, you'll feel a bone. That is your mastoid bone. That is where it is the most accessible to the surface. And then from there, it innervates your throat, your larynx, your heart, your lungs, every organ of digestion. And at any point where you activate it, like deep breathing, when you're deep breathing, you're activating your vagus nerve, and this triggers the parasympathetic response. This is why breathing exercises are so powerful. But what's fascinating is that point behind your earlobe is where the vagus nerve is most accessible. And around 2012, when I launched my company, there was a uh, New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy who started surgically implanting a pacemaker-like device in that area behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone to stimulate the vagus nerve. And he was finding miraculous results. Uh, so good, in fact, that the FDA has approved this technique for epilepsy, migraines, and um, depression. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, stimulate. There are a lot of very stimulatory essential oils like clove, cinnamon, rosemary, peppermint, oregano, thyme. You know, and what that means is if you were to put it like on your skin, on your inner arm, it might make it turn red. It might feel a little hot. If that happens, just take another oil, anything in your kitchen and apply over it because oil and water don't mix. But for purposes of stimulating this point, this was really powerful information. So I started testing different combinations because oils in combination act differently. You know, clove is super stimulatory and is really high in a lot of valuable constituents for kind of shifting you out of um, the overwhelmed branch of your nervous system, but it has bigger molecules, so it takes longer to pass through the skin. Lime, on the other hand, has really small molecules. So when you combine the two, the uh, stimulatory oil travels very quickly, helps stimulate the vagus nerve, shift your body into the rest and digest gear, and you feel better. So that's one strategy. Another strategy that's kind of my favorite strategy that I call the panic attack hack has more to do with how you use oil than what oil you use meaning that you can use any oil in your house. You can even peel a citrus fruit. The oils uh, in fruits live in the peel. So for example, if you peel a tangerine and smell the peel, that will work. So the different regions of the brain do different things. There is a whole branch of chiropractic called functional neurology that's really trying to um, isolate which area of the brain is out of balance and return it to balance. So Anxiety tends to be your right frontal lobe, kind of your rumorating lobe of your brain that is overactive. So the way to balance that out is to do something to stimulate your left frontal lobe, your left forehead. That will balance the two hemispheres of the brain and help you feel better right away. So smelling anything through your left nostril. I like to smell the adrenal blend. Some people like lavender, some people like orange. It doesn't matter what oil you pick. Just smell anything for three to seven breaths through your left nostril. That stimulates the left hemisphere of the brain, balances the two hemispheres, and helps you feel better immediately. 
Superhumanize. And I love what you said about the um, parasympathetic state. It, it literally affects every aspect of our well-being. And I think uh, what scientists have said is optimal is we should all be in a parasympathetic state 80% of the time. But, you know, most of us struggle to be in the state, you know, most of the time because just this massive amount of stress we're constantly exposed to inhibits the parasympathetic response. And I, I would like for the audience to understand, you know, why the parasympathetic stage is so important to our health. Would you like to delve into that with us? Oh, absolutely. So what's interesting is your body prioritizes survival, right? Mm -hmm. So when it perceives danger, be it, you know, a lion chasing you down the street or any kind of perceived threat, uh, if you anticipate that you're, you might get fired, you might have a financial uncertainty, um, a relationship might end, you might be worried about your own health or, you know, the political climate in the world, all of these things uh trigger this response that you're in danger and resources are allocated differently. For example, blood flow and oxygen flow are routed to your arms and your legs so that you can run away and survive and away from your digestion and detoxification. Immune function is downregulated because, you know, it doesn't really matter in the long term if you're going to die anyway. Inflammation is temporarily kind of um, paused. Like if you're running from a lion and you chase, you uh, sorry, sprain your ankle, you know, and it starts to inflame, you could get caught and die. So in that moment, it downregulates it. But over time, it's like the dam bursts. It can't keep inflammation at bay forever. So it causes more systemic inflammation. So this is one reason you really can't heal when you're in that sympathetic state, like you might be eating all the right foods, you might be taking all the right supplements, making all the right lifestyle choices, but it's kind of like trying to bike up a hill in the highest gear. It's still, it's going to be so much more work than if you just downshift into a lower gear and everything goes easily. So the more you can set yourself up for success by shifting your body into that parasympathetic nervous system function, so that digestion is supported, detoxification is supported, the immune system is supported, the easier and the faster you will heal. Right. And there's also this uh, vagus nerve infection hypothesis. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, I work with a lot of practitioners who are kind of treating the sickest of the sick, and they all started noticing that every single one of their super sick clients had some kind of vagus nerve toxicity or infection to the point that my uh, friend and colleague, Dr. Christine Schaffner started actually taking sonogram photos of the neck. And what they noticed is that, so the vagus nerve, we talked about how it kind of starts in the brainstem, winds around behind the earlobe and then travels down the neck, right? Yes. So that point behind the earlobe is pretty important because the majority of toxins that enter our body enter through the mouth you know, pathogens, anything like that. It can also be uh, amalgams in the mouth that are off-gassing or any kind of cavitation or root canal that might be a mild infection that you're not aware of under the surface. All of these toxins are draining along your jaw, along your trigeminal nerve. If you trace your jaw and follow it along, it kind of lands right behind the earlobe on that mastoid bed. So it's a big intersection of toxins. 
And if your lymph is in any way congested and not draining as quickly as it can down the sides of your neck, those toxins sit for too long. Nerves have a very high affinity for toxins and they start to uptake the toxins. And then there can be this very minor infection in the neck. Tufts researcher Michael Van Eckler calls it vagus nerve infection hypothesis. And what it is, is this small under the radar infection in kind of the biggest information highway in the body. So it's sending this cell danger response signal to the whole body. What do you do when you're uh, injured? You know, you're kind of immobile so that you can heal. You get fatigued, chronic fatigue syndrome, so that you can Mm. heal. You get pain so that you don't move around, fibromyalgia. You know, you're sensitive to things so that you kind of focus your energy on healing, multiple chemical sensitivities. So there is a lot of research that's been correlated to there's this infection in this very specific area of the vagus nerve. Well, how do you heal that infection? Here's where clove and lime are really powerful. Clove has these amazing kind of um, detoxifying constituents like uh, eugenol, which is a popular chemical constituent. This is one reason that clove has been used in dentistry throughout the centuries because it helps to detoxify. So topically applying this blend of clove and lime behind the earlobe on the mastering bone is like two bangs for the buck, right? You're both Mm -hmm. stimulating the vagus nerve to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, and you're helping to unravel the toxicity that is kind of at the root of a lot of the other problems in your system. Right. And what you just said about clove is fascinating. When I was a little girl, I grew up partially in New Delhi, India. Oh, wow. Yes. And a habit they had there is they would chew on cloves and they would do it, you know, after, uh, after having a meal, but especially also if they were suffering from any type of dental pain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting how these, uh, this knowledge has been embedded in cultures for thousands of years, practically this knowledge of plants. Um, and you're speaking about inflammation. I know that you throughout your career, you have helped literally tens of thousands of 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 clients with combating inflammation, particularly the inflammation of the brain and talking about what we're just talking about, you know, the high stress and the fight or flight syndrome in this fast paced culture of ours. Uh, You just mentioned fatigue. There's also things like brain fog, ADD, ADHD that are on the rise. And all of this um, keeps our brain from detoxifying and healing. I, I just actually jumped off a conversation with Dr. Dale Bredesen. He's a renowned neuroscientist, and he's known for his work on Alzheimer's. Yes. And, yeah, and all these brain-related diseases are also on the rise dramatically, including Parkinson's and ALS. And, and toxins play such a big role in this, and it's so crucial that we detoxify our systems, especially our brains. They're just overloaded um, in a sense. And it was surprising to me also to learn that there's actually a lot of things that latch onto our brains where we think the brain is the sterile place, but it's not. There's there's a lot of things going on from bacteria to viruses to fungi uh, to other, you know, to from pathogens to toxins. And is there any maintenance protocol that you recommend to the people you're working with, particularly with detoxifying the brain? Yeah, the, co- the combination, we actually have it in called a reboot the brain kit, but It's three things. So the brain cleans house during sleep. That's one of the reasons that sleep is so important. If you're not sleeping, it's hard to heal. 
uh, there's a system that was identified in 2012 called the glymphatic system or the glial brain cell dependent lymphatic system. And I describe it, I oversimplify it as a bit of a car wash. So when you're during waking hours, your brain needs to be wide awake and focusing and functioning. So it's only when you're sleeping that it can really shrink up so that the cerebral spinal fluid can flow through and really clear out all the metabolic waste or any environmental toxins or metals that found their way there. And so the kit includes um, circadian rhythm oil, which helps trigger the natural release of the sleep hormone melatonin so that you're sure that you're sleeping. And then it also includes the lymph blend because the neck is one of the biggest bottlenecks. You know, you have all this mobilized uh, garbage waste that needs to now exit the body. And uh, if there's congestion in the lymph, then it kind of can't flow. Think of if there's a car accident, you know, a mile ahead and it hasn't been cleared out, traffic can back up for miles down the road. You need to ensure that the lymph is actually moving and flowing and oils, especially topically applied oils, are great for this. Going back to uh, Dr. Schaffner's research with clinician Dr. Marco Ruggiero, they were noticing that you know, when they took pictures of the neck, it was kind of like the lymph was compressed and congested into the vagus nerve. And, you know, they, they were all kind of overlapping into each other. So nothing was really functioning well. And the example I give that people seem to um, really resonate with, if you've ever had the middle seat in an airplane, like between two big linebackers, mm-hmm. and they're taking up, they're overflowing into the armrest and maybe into your seat. So that impedes your mobility. You can't necessarily, uh, you know, spread your arms out wide because you're just compressed and congested. So topically applying oils, that's what actually Dr. Ruggiero did in his research in a downward motion on the neck helped to alleviate the lymph congestion. And then the lymph wasn't pressing into the vagus nerve. Everything functioned better. And they were also able to correlate that with patients and their recovery. So That's one of the underlying things. People don't really realize that toxins trigger the immune system and then the immune system reacts with inflammation. And inflammation is really one of the key culprits that's at play with all of the, um, you know, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, basically all the neurodegenerative diseases. So it's a combination of how do you calm inflammation So that the parasympathetic nervous system, the vagus nerve triggers the anti-inflammatory neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which calms inflammation. Anything you can do to help shepherd the garbage out of your body, like the lymphatic system, ensuring that you have a good sleep and that melatonin is released. Melatonin has a lot of protective qualities in addition to helping with sleep. So those are the three oils that I suggest. Superhumanize. Especially with regards to inflammation, this is also uh, something you focus on in your new book that has just been released, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body, Five Steps to Calm Anxiety, Sleep Better and Reduce Inflammation to Regain Control of Your Health. Can you let us know a little bit more about what um, uh, readers, uh, what audience who is interested in reading and learning more from you will find in this book that they can apply to their lives? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I um 
I really don't believe in magic bullets. So when people say like, oh, there's an oil for that, you know, if you're having a heart attack, go to the hospital. <laughs> if you break your arm, get a cast. But oils can also help uh, increase circulation so that the good things, the nutrients get to the bone and it can heal faster. They can help move lymph so that it eliminates waste from the area and calms inflammation faster. What I was finding in clinical practice is that um, there were kind of five imbalances that felt super common in all the patients I was seeing, no matter what they thought they were coming in for. You know, they all were stressed and kind of stuck in the sympathetic state, struggling to sleep well, um, demonstrating symptoms of poor detoxification, kind of lacking mental and physical energy, and then showing signs of inflammation and immune dysregulation. And those five things lend themselves especially well to essential oils. Essential oils can take on that task. And so what I was really trying to do was um, three things. The first part of the book really talks about oils, how oils work, why oils work, how they get into the brain, how they get through the skin. The second part really delineates those five areas of, of imbalance and helps to explain what's going on, because I found that the more people understood what was causing them to be out of balance, the more motivated they were to return to balance and the more compliant they were in the protocol to return to balance. And then the final section uh, really gives all of the, the very detailed protocol, the exact essential oil recipes, when to use them, how to use them, where to apply them to kind of help them execute that protocol. Fantastic. Yes, I, I highly recommend to pick up this book. Of course, people who already know you and know about your work are also aware of your best-selling book, Healing with Essential Oils, an absolute um, staple and should be one of the main parts of the bookshelf for anyone who is interested in working with essential oils. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for putting out this great body of work. I'm a big believer in essential oils and holistically healing the body and optimizing it and uh, yeah, plant medicines in all their aspects, including essential oils are vitally important. And I think we're right now living in a time where people, many people are rediscovering this instead of just, you know, popping a pill that masks symptoms, going really back to the roots and the root causes and yeah, looking to regain balance and also take responsibility ourselves for our health. So, and essential oils are just a fantastic tool for that. Thank you. I, I agree. That's really how I try to look at it too. Another thing I'd love to talk to you about is mitochondria, these little powerhouses that boost our cells. And um, as many of the listeners may already know, when our mitochondria are not functioning properly, then our cells and our body don't have the energy to detoxify or to properly use nutrients. And over the long term, this can be cause for chronic disease. And I would like to know, um, are there particular essential oils that can help the body return into homeostasis um, with regards of optimizing mitochondrial function? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's really all about, um, you know, cleaning the windshield, like just helping to move toxins out of the body. So uh, when you think about kind of how, um, how the body lets go of garbage, you need to be in the parasympathetic state in order to even release toxins. 
And then things travel from the cell to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the gut, ideally to the toilet. At any point, they can get backed up. So making sure that your drainage pathways are open, like you would never yell fire in the crowded movie theater before opening, without opening the exit doors. So those two things need to be in place. And then there is some really interesting research that you know, one of the challenges with mitochondrial function is that the cell just can't get the message. It's a little bit like insulin resistance. Mm. Um, there, there are toxins that kind of line the cell membrane. So there's some research that properties of essential oils can help to clean the cell membranes. So enhancing signaling. And part of that is because the cell membranes are fat soluble. So that's why um, like essential fatty acids work well for a number of reasons. One, because they're the right key to unlock that door. I wanted more research. I mean, I found a little bit like oregano and thyme are really good for this. And this correlates to um, some of the flavonoid, you know, aspects of the plants that help restore the gut. Uh, That's something I continue to research because I haven't, I know there's more to the story, but I haven't found everything I want to find. Yes, I know that's a a rabbit hole. I also love to dive down, but there is so much more that we don't know. Another thing that fascinates me about essential oils, I'd love your take on frequencies. Um, And for all those people who think, okay, this is a California hippie thing, it's actually not. It's actually science. Everything has certain wavelengths and, you know, frequencies as do essential oils. What is your take on that? There's a researcher actually out of Eastern Washington, Bruce Tano, who took the frequency of essential oils and also tried to measure like different, the frequency of different organ systems and the frequency of health, the frequency of death. There's a great book by Jerry Tennant called Healing is Voltage that also looks at that. And I mean, I do think it's true what you're, the theme with mitochondria and frequency is that your body needs energy to heal, right? And so you want to kind of move towards things that upregulate your energy or vibration like oils. Rose has the highest vibration. Um, You know, being in nature is great for your vibration, gratitude. There are a million things that you can do to kind of shift your body into higher vibration, like your thoughts. Oils are are definitely one of them. They do play a role in that. I do think that, you know, we, we all have a frequency. I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, you sometimes meet someone and you just love them. They are like the greatest and you totally connect. It's because you're on the same frequency. Similarly, you might meet somebody and for reasons you don't even know, you know, they didn't say anything wrong and they didn't do anything wrong, but they're just not your person, you know, and it, it's it's because of a vibrational match. Superhumanize. Right. Absolutely. You just brought up rose oil. I find it fascinating also to delve into the history of the usage of certain oils and plant essences. And I had read in the past that rose oil, which you also just said, it has a very high frequency used in the combination with frankincense actually has a long history in in different uh, religions, religious practices, particularly in the Catholic religion and with regards to exorcisms. Oh, I have read that uh, rose and frankincense oils are applied uh, prior to performing an exorcism because also of their uh, high energy or high, they didn't quite describe it as frequencies, but uh, yeah, I found that intriguing. You know, you know what they're doing that for? It's to kind of shield themselves and protect themselves because if they're going to go in and excavate things that they don't really know 
what it is, it could attach to them. So they're trying to keep their frequencies so high so that whatever they're clearing out doesn't attach. Exactly. And, you know, even for people who don't believe in demons, but, you know, you have uh, co-workers, neighbors or family members whose frequency is just not that great. And it usually also puts you in a bad mood. Uh, I found that, you know, just putting some high frequency essential oils on yourself, at the very least, it's mood lifting. And uh, if you want to take it further and are open to that line of thought, it's also kind of uh, like a high energy barrier between you and the energy that you don't want to attach to yourself. When you don't even need to use rose essential oils, my colleague and friend Amy Stark has a, um, a ritual of just like kind of putting a circle of rose petals around yourself, around your house. Like sometimes if you're getting into the car, it's, it's almost like a veil of protection. Like the, you can, you can use rose um, real or imaginary and it works the same. Beautiful. I'm a big, big fan of rose and uh, all the energies and also traditions attached to it. Um, you know, when we're talking about oils, of course, as you very well know, um, because you are also in the business, not all oils are created equal. So what are some of the not so palatable secrets in the profession of essential oils that people, that customers should be aware of and look out for? You know, it, it makes me sad because I think there's a lot of fear-based marketing out there. You know, anyone that's ever had an herb garden knows that mint, basil, a lot of these herbs, you don't need pesticides for. I mean, try to buy organic when you can. And also they grow so rampantly that the idea that they're going to synthetically make them it doesn't really make sense to me. There are certain oils like rose, which is super expensive, and jasmine, which is really hard to um, distill, you know, that they have made kind of artificial versions of it. But I would say, you know, try to buy organic when you can, and then try not to worry too much. You know, early in my career, I was uh, supporting a truck driver who basically ate his meals at 7-Elevens around the country. And I was like, you know what, it doesn't need to be an organic apple. Just buy the apple as opposed to the Doritos, you know, like it, and, and trust yourself, trust your sense of smell, trust that if you're walking through the mall past the candle store that does use synthetic ingredients, that it does smell synthetic, that you know, you know, if you go into the supermarket and you smell oils, especially ones like peppermint, you know, different altitude kind of yields different quality because it's the uh, polyphenols in the oil that kind of come out in response. They, they protect against UV rays. So for example, higher altitude lavender tends to be more powerful and smells a little bit different, but just trust yourself and don't, don't worry too much. You know, you don't need to be afraid to just jump in and try it. Excellent. And with regards to your company, Vibrant Blue Oils, is there anything that uh, you are putting a particular focus on, some new developments or research or things that you are fascinated by that you are looking to incorporate? I'm fascinated by so many things. It's so funny because, you know, this book was such a myopic focus and I've been wanting to work on something with resilience. I had my own personal tragedy and was very surprised when I was in it how um, how bad the available research was and how I just kind of had to make up my own protocol by everyday reverse engineering, like what were my wins? What were my epic fails? How do I move towards, you know, 
I'm going to keep what what worked and and drop what didn't. And um, I've been thinking about a resilience blend, and it's an interesting combination because it requires grounding, you know, mm. like connecting to the earth, which is really good with um, like vetiver and some of the plants that have deep roots in the planet. And then also heart opening, which is a lot of the floral essences like um, rose, like jasmine, like blue tansy, and then also uplifting, like connecting to your higher intuition. And that's a lot of the citrus oils. So that is something I'm, I'm working on and playing with. And uh, I'd like to share kind of what, what worked for me in my next book, you know, something just a, a, a roadmap for resilience. Wonderful. And I think that's something that's much, much needed, um, you know, in general, but especially these collective times we're going through. And even once the pandemic ends, I still think we're going to have to deal with a lot of fallout, whether it's economic or mental health wise, health wise. And I think that's something that would be very, very helpful to the collective. I love that you're working on that. And Jody, there's a question I ask every guest I'm talking to on this podcast. I'd love to learn from you if you're willing to share some of the practices that have most profoundly in a positive way affected your life mentally, physically, or spiritually. Definitely movement. Movement is the best thing. Whenever I feel unhappy, stuck, anxious, change of scenery, you know, I'm lucky that I have a dog. I go outside and I walk with the dog and sometimes I take very long walks. Uh, definitely gratitude. You know, your brain can't multitask. So you can't be really angry and upset and grateful at the same time. Um, sometimes I just write like I'll buy cute cards and just send them to my friends just, you know, cause it, it makes me happy. It makes them happy. Um, and obviously essential oils and, and a sense of humor. I think the more you can laugh at yourself, the easier life is. Always. <laughs> yes. 100%. And, and Jody, people would like to connect with you and learn more about you. Where can they best do so? Well, for anything book related, they can go to boostthebrainbook.com slash gift and download a free bonus chapter on activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And then they can also find me at my site, vibrantblueoils.com. Uh, and if they email us at info at Vibrant Blue Oils, we try to get back to you uh, within at least 24 hours. Fantastic. And Jody, I'm so grateful you opened up your very busy schedule to spend some time with me today. A very insightful conversation and uh, it will further my own journey in all things essential oils. Um, I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution.